0: Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress.
1: Okay, what is tomorrow? Um, Sunday? Dude, it's already Sunday? Sunday. Okay, well, I guess I should be going to church. Well, let me check the weather first. Let's see. Chance of rain? Mm, okay. Well, that's not great, because then I'm going to have to park in the parking lot and make that walk, and I'm going to get wet, and it's going to be that weird thing where you want to run because it's raining, but you don't want to run because you know people are going to judge you, so in 20 degrees? Okay, I mean, I don't even own snow bibs. I mean, now we're just talking bad roads, (laughs) which is just a safety concern. So, really, I probably shouldn't be going anyways, and I bet church is probably canceled. Sunday is my only day off work, so I was planning on just relaxing and watching the game tomorrow, which... I totally forgot about, oh my gosh, the big game's tomorrow at 6.30, and I got all the guys coming over. I ain't even thought about the barbecue. I don't think I have enough wings. I don't have enough chips. I gotta go get drinks, and plus, Pastor Johnny wanted me to get some sort of hibiscus-infused lemon water. (laughs) I don't even know where you find that at, (sighs) and I ain't got much sleep this week. Definitely not going to be able to sleep now that I got the stress of this party on. So, I mean, I got a lot on my plate, and I bet that'll get me off the hook this week. I mean, there's just no way that they're going to expect me to come to church. But I'll probably should let somebody know for sure that I'm not coming. I'll text Pete Rich. I'll let him know. It won't be a big deal. It's got code, <laughs> he'll understand.
2: Wow, did you find yourself in any of those scenarios? No, you didn't, not at all, not you guys. But honestly, have you guys ever thought, is going to church really that important? Yeah, some of us have thought that. Today we're gonna talk about why we do need to be committed to church. Hebrews 10:25 said, "And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of His return is drawing near. Let's pray, Father, we come to you today, God, um, taking that scripture to heart. Taking that scripture to heart, how important It is for us to come together, especially as the end is drawing near. Lord, I pray today that you hide Pastor Rich and I behind the cross, that you um, use your word to convict our hearts so that we can, so you can change our lives, Lord. Today, you get all the glory and we will have our steel-toed boots on so that you can say and do in our lives exactly what you want. In Jesus'
0: name, amen. Over the past few weeks, we've talked about being committed to just being committed, period, and being committed to the word and in prayer. And as we see the state of the church, uh, we see that church attendance is declining. In 1937 to 1971, over 81% of people who are, who are Christians attended church. From 1970 to 1999, that went to 68%. Mm. From 99 to 2000, listen to this one, it's 51% of Christians now attend church on a regular basis. And listen, we, should, we noticed these things that the decline started pre-COVID. It didn't start right. like during COVID, but uh, in 2019, there was 4,500 churches that were planted, but there was also 3,000 new ones. So there was a differentiated, and I'm sorry, 4,500 churches that were closed pre-COVID with only 3,000 of them uh being new plants, but since COVID, that number has increased and increased and increased, and now more church buildings are being used for restaurants, office spaces, oh, no. uh, everything other than being what church is supposed to be. But commitment in the whole level is down. Listen to the listen to this, and I'm done with statistics after this. But a little over one in four people who are Christians regularly attend church. One in four. I almost did that. One in four. 57% of those people say they don't really have a church home. They're just checking this out and they're doing this. And we've also heard people say, listen, you really don't have to go to church to be a Christian. And my church is in nature. You know, I find God on the deer stand. And on the beach. She does find God on the beach, but she also attends church regularly too. <laughs> But there are a lot of people that use these as excuses. I can't do this because, and I can find God in my own place. But a popular Christian catchphrase is, you are the church, so why do you have to go to the church? Listen, I get that in some ways, but I can also tell you it's unhealthy pitting being the church against going to church. Mm. Can I just tell you the church is not a building. It's not a place. It's not a denomination. In reality, the church is us sitting in this room. And church is a people that are called up by God. In the Greek world, Greek word is called ekklesia, and it means assembly or gathering together. And listen what Matthew 18, 20 says this. It says, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, it says, say gathered. Gathered. Together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Churched by anything is a gathering of multiple believers.
2: So today we're going to teach you the four reasons why you need to be committed to church. The first reason is it provides community. We were never meant to do life alone. Let me prove it to you. From the very beginning, God wanted us to do life with others. Listen to Genesis 2.18 then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. God created us for community. I know personally, when the devil isolates, he dominates. So when you're stuck in your house by yourself, when you're constantly being alone, the enemy is going to eat your lunch. Look what happened in the garden. The devil waited, the serpent waited, until Eve was alone in the garden. And he got her over by that tree of life and knowledge. And then he began to whisper little lies in her ear to get her to think something different than what God said. And just exactly what the enemy does. When he gets you isolated, he dominates, and she ate of the tree.
0: All the woman's fault. (laughs) Just kidding.
2: Community also gives us accountability. If you aren't coming to church, if you're not in a crew, if you're not on a serve team, guess what happens? We tend to drift. When we're not connected to community, it's so much easier to say, ah, nobody will miss me today. We miss you. And I know sometimes I find myself like, if you aren't here, I know it. And not because I want you here for my sake. I want you here for the church's sake and for your sake. And so I used to feel guilty when I missed somebody. I'd send them a text and say, hey, miss you today. I no longer feel that way. I want to be missed. So I hope you want to be missed too. And never misunderstand that when we're reaching out, it is not for any other reason than to say, hey, you truly are excuse me, missed when you're not a part of the body. And when you find yourself in that place, disconnected, you begin that slow fade that is not just from church but you become more faded from the Lord. Nobody is there to hold you accountable and nobody is there to pull you back up. Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. There is power when we worship in community. There is power when we pray in community. There is power when we come together on a Sunday morning. It does a few things. It allows us to put our guard down. Because we're in the room with other people that are as jacked up as we are. (laughs) It allows us to tear down walls because there's people for us. It lets you know you're not alone. It gives you the opportunity for others to minister to you. It happened this morning. The Lord put somebody that was on that side of the church on my heart and he did it at the beginning of the song and i was a little dis no i was a lot disobedient i wasn't gonna move and then he would not take this person off my heart so i walked all the way around and as i got to her seat she was picking up her purse and she said i was about to leave wow, wow. community is so important yes. Yes. Come on. had she left the Holy Spirit wouldn't have been able to move on your heart. Oh, Jesus. It lets you hear the other people's testimony, and it encourages us when we hear testimony that if God did it for them, he's going to do it for me. We're going to make it, y'all. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care how the enemy is beating you up. I don't care what's going on in your life. If you will keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, we're gonna make it. And I know we're talking about isolation and all that. I love to worship in my car alone. Mackenzie. I love to go to dinner by myself. I love to get lost in my own bedroom while I'm cleaning and he's out of the way. I love all that. But can I just tell you, when I'm on this front row and I look back and I see a whole church worshiping together, it gives me God bumps. So can you imagine what it does to the father's heart when he looks down and says, those people love me and they're worshiping me. Deuteronomy 3230 says, how could one person chase a thousand of them and two people put 10,000 to flight? I don't know about you, but I like those odds so much better right? When we come together, we can do more than when we do it on our own. There's something about community prayer. uh, If you don't come on first Wednesday, oh my word, you are missing out. A couple weeks ago, what?
0: Can I just say something? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say it. Anyway, this past two, two uh, community prayers ago, it was on the third Wednesday instead of the second we had it because of fasting, and I'll be honest, and I think I said this last week, I've been going through some stuff over the last few months. I mean, it's been like weighing really heavy on me and uh, just some personal things. I know the pastor's supposed to be perfect, but this one's not, but they gathered around me, and thank you, Miss Terry, they gathered around me and laid their hands on me, and I'm going to tell you what, I felt something shift in me. I felt something just kind of say, okay, I'm releasing you. And you know what, that thing, and then I went to the chiropractor who's a very holistic uh, praise for you, and he said you had something that was attached to you. And I'm telling you what, the power of prayer, when people get in a circle, and we had it this past uh, Wednesday night of just- Thanks for taking my message. Okay, but okay, personally, personally, that prayer, when I got in the middle of that circle, it changed some things in my life.
2: We're Go in ahead. community. We're better together.
0: Amen, sister. Yes.
2: Well, but when, and on community prayer, when we get together and pray corporately in community, the key word in community is unity. Come on. And we pray for the church and we pray for the ministries in the church and we pray for marriages and we pray and we pray and, and. You just keep adding to that. And then we begin to pray personally for people in the room. And wow, when his presence hits, it was so thick in here on Wednesday. Let me just, I wrote down some notes of what happened. There were people that got breakthrough. There were chains that were broken off of certain people lies were denounced there were people that were believing a lie of the enemy that holy spirit said no you're not going to believe that anymore forgiveness was given and forgiveness was received and lives were changed that night when we come together and we agree in prayer we move god's heart so let's be committed to church because we're better together
0: right yes so why is commitment to church uh, important? Number two, I don't know if we said number one the first time if we do, but this is number two. It gives you identity. It shows that you are a genuine, true believer and that you're committed to Christ. You know, is the word Christian to you just a word? Is it something you flippantly throw around or does it identify you with, for who you are? 164 times it says in the Bible that they were in Christ. A Christian is a person that's in Christ, in community with him, in community with others, and walking and talking each day with him. Jesus gave an illustration that talked about commitment in Luke 14. It says this, for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down and count the cost, whether it is enough to finish it. John 3.16 says that we have eternal life and it's free to anyone who asks. However, the asking requires a transfer of ownership. You transfer your life to his life. Mm -hmm. It will cost you something to be a follower of Jesus. Talk about committed. Let's talk about the disciples, y'all. Come on. They were walking along one day. Jesus walked up on them and he said, follow me. What did they do? They dropped their fishing nets, which was their livelihood. Can you imagine Jesus coming and said, okay, quit your job. And there may be, there's probably a few people in this in this uh, church that somebody God has told you that and you've done it. But He said, "Quit your jobs, lay down your occupation, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to follow me. I want you to leave your family behind. I want to. I want. Could you imagine the commitment that it must have taken for them to do that? And later on, we even found out that they lose their lives because they follow Jesus. But listen, I wrote this down. Being casually committed to Jesus usually usually leads to not being committed to him at all when times get tough. Come on, when you're a casual follower, when times get tough, you run. When, times, when we find out it's not popular, you know, right now being a Christian in this culture is not popular as it was 20 or 30 years ago. And when our own likes and our own desires come to, it, it's easy to walk away and not be committed. Listen, we cannot follow him and what the world tells us to do in the same way. Listen to what Matthew says. This is the word. It says, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. Everybody's going down that road. Wow. Everybody. It's not hard to go down that one because that's where the crowd is going. And there are many who go in that way because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way. You don't want to hear these words sometimes, but difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few that find it. Being committed may mean that we have to lose a relationship. It may mean we have to lose some material things. It may mean that we lose our own dreams and our desires to follow after what she said last week. Not my will, but your will be done. Listen one of the commandments is committed to remembering the Sabbath day and to keep it holy. And I want to commend certain businesses out there that do that. I want to commend Hobby Lobby, even though I hate going to Hobby Lobby. I would rather you take pins and stick it in my somewhere than to go to Hobby Lobby. I usually drop her off at the door, but I want to commend them. Because Sunday could be a day that they make so much more money, but they choose to be closed. How many have a desire for Chick-fil-A on Sunday? Come on, you drive by Chick-fil-A and you're like, there's not a line. Crap, it's Sunday. But I want to commend them. Because let me tell you why there's always a line at Chick-fil-A. Can I just be honest with you? It's because they honor God with the Sabbath. I really do believe that. One day I was passing by a Chick-fil-A, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, it's because of what they, they're founded upon, it's why they're always busy. Wow. So I want to commend Chick-fil-A for doing that. But however, certain of us Christians, we struggle to make the decision to come and give God an hour a week. Ooh, crickets. Crickets. Sometimes it goes an hour 10 and I see people looking at their, their watch, hour 25, they're like, oh Lord Jesus, what is going on in this place? <laughs> but I remember me growing up, you know, now it's a busy Sunday. It's the day I get to, I get to sleep in or I'm just so busy, busy, busy. I remember growing up that they didn't have any sporting events, hardly on Sundays and if they did, it didn't start till one o'clock or after. I remember playing in some softball tournaments. They didn't start the first game. Now they start, what, seven o'clock in the morning or they just go over from Saturday night. But they didn't start the first game till one o'clock because they wanted everyone to go attend church. It's not like that anymore. It's not, um, it's not, current culture just doesn't seem that way. But so many activities conflict with church. I'm having, I need some water up in here. It's because it's become easy to do other things. And listen, it's easy to watch a podcast. It's easy to YouTube or it's easy to re- re- watch the recorded lines uh, on service. But Christians, you got to make church a priority. You got to take those things that you would put ahead of it and put God ahead of it. Because listen, it could be gone. And you may say that not in America. No, that can't. Yes, it can be gone. Why do you think so many people in other countries cherish their times together? Because it's been taken away from them. Let's make church a priority.
2: The number three reason why we need to be committed to church is to give back. We've seen a rise in consumer Christianity where churches become all about me, all about self, I feel like my needs aren't being met. The church is not doing everything I want it to do. The church isn't nurturing me. I'm not being affirmed enough. We're whining. I'm not being used enough. Or, gosh, I'm being used too much. We pray, God, please use me in your kingdom. And then we begin to get used and we say, well, I'm exhausted, I'm just being used all the time. We complain and my favorite is I'm not getting fed. I'll tell you right now that we're the co-pastors of the church and whether I'm preaching because the Lord gives me the words or I'm sitting and he's preaching or somebody else, I get fed every single Sunday. I think it's a matter of the posture of your heart. And it's if you're choosing to feed yourself Monday through Saturday, we are not Sunday Christians around here. We are Monday through Saturday and Sunday is the icing on our cake.
0: All of us like to eat Monday through Saturday too. Can I get an amen? Amen. Same with the word.
2: And I also think with that too, Pastor Rich, that sometimes we're being fed, but we're not chewing what we're being fed and swallowing it. Ooh, that's good. Because we don't like what we're hearing, and I can assure you, in this house, we pray and we ask the Lord, "What do you want us to speak on on Sunday?" And so, and I believe that that that's every house. I don't believe that God calls us and doesn't equip any pastor. And you guys, I honestly believe that we should not be coming to church to see what we can get out of it. I think we should come to church to see what we can give him. Because he's done so much for us. And I can also let you know that it doesn't Matter. Uh, it doesn't mean that church isn't here to offer you affirmation, care, and love. We're doing that. Hello. One of our focuses this year is in reach. We're doing our very best to make sure to let you know you're valued you're needed, you're loved, let's affirm you. There's been a shift this year. So we're here to do that. But I want to share the main differences. This is where you're going to want to take notes. The main difference between a consumer Christian and a contributing Christian. And I want you to kind of like maybe on your right hand, Do a tally if you're a consumer and don't let anybody see it. (laughs) And on your left hand, do a, a, a tally if you're a contributor. So, are you ready? Consumers come to be served, contributors come to serve. We have a saying around big church that says if you are too small to serve, you're way too big to lead. Consumers are entitled, I should get this, I shouldn't have to do that, but contributors are grateful to serve. They think, I don't have to, I get to. Consumers point fingers, but contributors examine themselves. Ouch. Consumers focus on their preferences. I don't like that worship song, so I'm not going to sing. The topic of the message this week isn't something that I need, so I'm just going to skip till the message that I need to hear is being preached. I don't have kids. I I don't think I should have to support the next gen. I wasn't excited about that video. I don't have kids. Or I'm so busy. My life is so full that I cannot be committed to come to community prayer. You get what I'm putting down? Consumers are focused on their own needs, and contributors are focused on the needs of others. Consumers have a hard time finding a church family. They're quick to leave when they don't get their way, and contributors join a family, and they want everybody they know to be a part of their family. (laughs) they're quick to say hey you've got to come to church with me you've got to meet this person you've got to be a part of this and and also contributors weather the hard seasons they only leave when the Lord speaks to them or they move to another city consumers go to church, church when it's convenient and there's nothing better to do on a Sunday and contributors are committed to going consistently Consumers think church is about them and contributors know that it's about him. I promise each and every one of you, we need church more than the church needs us.
0: Being committed, number four, it keeps you planted. Listen to what Psalms ninety-two thirteen says. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. They shall bear fruit in old age, Hello, 57. It was my birthday last week.
2: They, we know, happy birthday. Uh,
0: they shall be fresh and flourishing. I want to read that because I'm a fresh 57, and I'm going to be that way. But it seems like people are always trying to move, like the Jeffersons, they're trying to move on up to something else. They're trying to move out of somewhere. They're always looking for the next best thing. Come on, we live in a world right now that, man, nothing is good enough. We're always trying to find just that little bit that's better than what we're in most of the time. And I grew up in the country. And if y'all ever notice when a storm comes by the corn, anybody, anybody know anything about corn? All young people, what's he going to talk about corn for? Well, Bart's town over here knows about corn, I'm telling you. But when a storm comes through on corn, what it does is it, it, you've seen a whole cornfield, man. It'll just lay it over. And I remember having to go through and stand the corn shocks up, and you had to tap the roots down again just to get it. But once you got those back into a position, they actually started forming themselves again. But you know what? When we, when we do that, we also need to know who loves palm trees. Anybody love the beach? But it's been shown that a palm tree, whenever the hurricane's coming through, I'm talking about being planted and rooted, a palm tree bends. What we have to do is we have to learn how to bend when everything is around us. When all the storms are hitting us, we got to learn how to bend. And then, I'm from the country, we had some oak trees down from where I'm from. And man, when them roots, when they grow, they grow deep and they spread out. And man, there's not that many storms that can come and rip one of those oak trees up. Yeah. But can I just tell you that difficult times are coming? I know I know I grew up in church my whole life. Difficult times are coming and they're here right now. The church should be at its best when the world is at its worst. Wow. I'm going to say that again. The church needs to be at its best when the world is at its worst. And that's you and me. That's not just big church or Southeast Christian or the church down the road. That is us. We need to be our best. The Bible says this, upon this rock, I will build my church. And it says the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He said on the rock of the revelation that we are the church Come on, somebody. We are the church, and when we do that, we are revealing that God is in control, and we are founded upon the rock, and whatever hell throws at us, whatever the enemy tries to throw at us, we're standing tall. We're bending, but we're not breaking. Come on, somebody. I need, I'm not going to walk, but we're good. Being committed and being planted and being rooted will help you stand when everything around you is falling. Listen. Listen. Be planted where God has placed you. Yes. You know why? Because it help, the Bible says it helps you grow. It helps you flourish. It helps you bear fruit. And when you grow and when you get planted, others are going to follow. Yes. When you keep coming to church and you're consistently coming. Joni's not in the house this morning, is she? But Joni said she came up and she was consistent about coming to church. And she said, I just left it alone. She said, I would try to get everyone to come to church with me. Finally, I just decided I'm going. Her husband's been coming. I think they're out of town this weekend, but her husband's been coming. Uh, Her brother has come. And she said, people are now seeing a difference, and they're wondering, hey, how do I pray? How can I do this? When you get planted and you start growing, it causes everything else to come. We are the light of the world. We are the hope of the world. And we've got to get committed.
2: So you may be sitting here today and thinking, you know what? People in the church have let me down. I want you to know that we're all a little messy. Amen. And we're a lot imperfect. And you may be saying, "Well, the church has let me down. That pastor hurt me. That that church made me feel judged." Can I tell you, there are no perfect churches? None. There are no perfect pastors. Zero. Now, I want to like add this, if I can. We tend to throw around the word church hurt a lot. When we're really not hurt by the church or even the people in church, accountability is not church hurt.
0: Oh, say that one again.
2: But that's another message for another day moving on. But maybe you guys are watching online today and you've felt like you've been hurt. You said, peace out, church. But I want you to know I'm thankful that Jesus stumbled you along to this today because there are four reasons why we need to be committed to church and they're all about him They're all about him. We're here so that we're planted. We're here to give back and serve. We're here to be contributors. We're here to make a difference, you guys. Maybe Jesus has you in a place so that he can use you greater for his glory. Because church, you guys, is about worshiping. It's about praying. It's about hurting together. It's about serving and being involved with each other. The Spirit can move anywhere. The Spirit can move when you're watching this message online today. The Spirit can move at a conference or when you're listening to a message or a worship song. But there is something really different When you come into a house and you're in unity in all of those things.
0: If y'all would stand with us all over the house, please. I'm gonna ask you a question this morning. Have you ever joined the church? Listen, I'm not talking about the building I'm not talking about a membership class like culture do you need to go through culture though if you call this place your home but I'm talking about if you ever join the church I mean become a part of the churches which is like giving your life to Jesus if you want to join his church it's so easy now walking it out there's another process that you have to uh, to work through but if you want to join the church it's so easy to get membership into his church Maybe you've been kicked out, as she said. Maybe you've been shunned by some more, but not in his church. What you do is you just say, you admit, say, God, I confess I need you. I'm a sinner. I've messed up. I admit that I need you, and I want you to come in. I ask for forgiveness and come into my heart. That's how you join the church and be a part of him. Listen, maybe you've walked away. Maybe it's been a while and you want to come back. That's easy, too. Everyone will let you down. People will let you down. Churches will let you down. But you have a father that's sitting up there with his hands wide, his arms wide open. And he's saying, Come on back. Come on back. I don't care where you've been. I don't care how dirty you are. Come on back just the way you are. And listen, maybe you've been hurt. But here today, today is a new day to start. Our church is a community that wants to worship together, to pray together. She said, hurt together. Listen, we're not promising perfections because there are no perfect people. But we are promising to love you. And that's what Jesus does too.
2: If you decided to give your life to Jesus today. There is a yellow connect card. It's the same one that we use if it's your first time here. But there is a place you can check on there that you're committing your life to Christ today. And if you'll check that, take it to the next steps bar. We have a, a bag with your next steps. Because listen, you don't just say, here I am, God. I'm giving my heart to you. There are next Come steps. On, You've got to get in your word. You've got to learn to pray. And there's things in that bag that helps you walk that out. So make sure you fill that out and take that out there. Pastor Rich and I will be right down front. That if you gave your life to Jesus, I would love to pray that prayer with you. If you're hurting And you're just needing somebody to fight with you from a place of prayer. Our prayer team is on the right and the left. And and just make your way. Because God does things when we get out of our comfort zone and give him everything that we have.
0: Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit MyBigChurch.com or follow us on social media at MyBigChurch. We love you guys. See you soon.